welcome to the ramblings of my soul. I'm Amy McNaughton, and I am the queen instigator and igniter of this podcast. I'm here to stir the pot of your desires and fuel your soul. I'm a rebel with a cause, your cheerleader, confidant, and your tour guide. I'm here to guide you back home to your inner truth, but most importantly, I'm here to help you identify what is your truth. We're going to channel Peter Pan and Christopher Columbus because we're going to set sail to find other lost women and discover a new world. A new world that is filled with fun, love, and laughter. You're going to discover a different view of the world and it'll be one that works for you because it will be created by you. Today's episode is going to be special because we have a guest on today and her name is Shannon. She is one of my clients and she is a woman who has really opened up to considering what else is possible for her in her life. She's going to share some of the highlights, those pivotal moments for her where she recognized, hmm, maybe there's room for improvement here. And did she recognize at first that she needed to make changes? Absolutely not. In fact, she knew that she had a really good life. And for me, I just wanted her to consider what it would be like if her life was actually great, fantastic, or maybe even stupendous. So I don't want to wait any longer. I want to get this conversation going. Please join me in welcoming Shannon and while you listen to her explore the possibilities and the highlights of things that she has become aware of in her life, I invite you to consider your own life and what may be possible for you as well. So I have been really excited to have this conversation <laughs> with you tonight. And I shared over, I did a, a quick Facebook Live about a half hour ago, sharing how how this came together. And it came together at the end of one of our calls. And we were kind of reminiscing about what it was like for you when you started. What it was yeah. like for me when you started. <laughs> <laughs> and how much of a shift that has occurred. Yeah. And it's pretty exciting. And, you know, I, uh, I closed my eyes earlier this afternoon for a bit. And uh, when I opened them, I, it was like, I, I had this thought of how, if you want to shift any aspect of your life, you need to start shifting your behavior. Right. And then I thought, and if you want to shift your beliefs, you have to shift your behavior. So that kind of goes hand in hand. Right. And nothing is going to change until you allow yourself to start considering that something else is possible for you in your life. And now this is my perspective. When you started coming to see me, you were really <laughs> clear. Your life was it was already really great. It was, yeah. it was good. Like you didn't yeah. need to make any changes. Everything was great. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Right on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what if, but what if things do right. It's like, mm, no. Right. <laughs> and funny. maybe a little bit like not only were things like super awesome, happy time, but also I don't want to, I don't want to change any of that. Like a total wall 
around what I perceive to be my kingdom as well. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. you built that kingdom, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the moat and the alligators and the, yeah. <laughs> you had your work cut out for you, I feel like. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always up for a challenge mm -hmm. and you have been the most delightful challenge. Um, oh. And you were a challenge because I had to stay, and this is so important for anyone who's making changes in their lives. You have to be so present to yourself and know what you know. Just mm -hmm. know it and don't let go of that. Because otherwise, especially if you're working with other people, you can go down a rabbit hole and you'll go right along with them and you're going to fall into stories and habits and it's not going to be beneficial to anyone. Right. So I would love for you, you know, we, we chatted the other day briefly and um, I actually still have some of my notes. <laughs> I have a note. have a if you know me, I have a notebook. I have notes all over the place, right? Yeah. So I was looking at some of the things and I was kind of smiling and I thought, I am so looking forward to you sharing what were the things that you were really clear on and, and what started to shift for you and um, whatever those highlights are for you. And I don't care what order you go in, just for <laughs> a rip. Yeah, I remember talking about kind of feeling like, um, like it was a really fun exercise for me preparing um, in a way for this as well, kind of like writing down those things that I remember. And uh, as you know, the writing down for me is one of those things that's a little still a bit more of a challenge for me. I kind of like don't like evidence on paper or something. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it kind of happened for me like in stages. And as one one step happened, the next step up happened. And um, it was fun to kind of like reminisce um, about some of those things. But when I first started, I definitely was, um, I want to say, <laughs> I wasn't very open, obviously, to change, as we had discussed. Um, but I wasn't like hell bent against being there. Um, I had had therapy before. Um, so like, you know, just gone to a therapist and um, struggled with some anxiety issues and um, kind of thought like it would be similar in that regard, I guess. So I just, you know, knew I knew what you were all about. So I didn't <laughs> feel like you already knew. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So um, part of that was there for me as well. Um, and then we worked together for quite some time and I started to see, I did brace a little bit. I braced against, well, maybe not a little bit. I braced against um, like considering messages and health issues or can, you know, considering that maybe some of the things that I would have heard while growing up or experienced were maybe um, how they shaped me as I am now. Um, but yeah, there were a few like key pieces for me where I really saw shifts happen for me. Um, and one of them, the, the very first thing that pops into mind for me is a discussion that I had had one day with my husband. Um, we've been married, I guess, what, what year is it? Probably about We've been together about 16 years and married 13 of that. And um, there was a point where we were, you know, we had more like the regular hills and valleys that most people have. Um, but yeah, we ha were having kind of like a, a low point, I guess. And I remember making a comment that I felt like really justified in making and that I was like proud of myself for like standing up for myself or something. I mean, and yeah, really the comment, like the discussion would have been like, it, it wasn't even like this, like, 
great battle we had to have or anything like that. It was just this like comment that I was glad I made and I couldn't wait to tell you all about it. Right. You um, were really empowered by it. I did. I did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're going to take away from this. So yeah. So you I remember. Empowered. Yes, I was empowered. And I had, I had said this thing and felt, you know, really justified. I don't want to say really good about saying it, but I felt really justified. And uh, when I told you all about what had happened and what had gone on, I mean, we've been working together for a couple of months by that point. And um, oh, it was even longer than that. It must have been because, yes. because I, I actually, I can I, I have to know that it was longer than that because I was willing to hear what you said too, because mm -hmm. after I said it to you, you had said to me, well, that was a really shitty thing to say, wasn't it? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, hmm, maybe, I mean, like, yeah, it was a shitty thing to say. And you had said like, do you mean that? Do you want that to be like, do you, you know, do you want what it is you said or what have you? And it was like, well, no, it's not really what I want. But yeah, I just remember that really being a key point of actually saying what I mean or what I want. Yeah. Um, and also maybe taught me something too, now that I think of it about the empowerment piece, like not necessarily just, you know, maybe having a sharp tongue or quick wit or saying what you the first thing that pops into your mind and standing up for yourself is maybe not necessarily that sometimes. Right. Too. And for me, you know, when I asked you, did you really mean what you said? And you were like, no. And for me, this is about really recognizing the power in the words that we speak, mm. right? Um, I don't know. I'm sure you've heard this expression, say what you mean and mean what you say. Right. And that's what it was for me because being connected to who you are, being in alignment means that you are always considering what is coming out of your mouth. And by right. the way, it's a full-time job all on its own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And stay present to that so yeah so yeah. when you said you didn't mean what you said I was like yeah what do you Why mean to say that <laughs> <laughs> and, and it wasn't that for me it was like for me it's like it's so important to be very thoughtful and start to really consider what you're saying and it's right. um one of the things that I, I've shared with you and I share with women all the time and it's uh one of my it's one of the 24 philosophies of capable confident women and it is the most important important breath that you take is the one before you speak right because that breath allows you to slow down hear what you're about to say in your head you can tell if it's going to make you feel good or not and if it's not don't say it right or don't do it actually we, this wasn't one that we had discussed earlier but it pops into my mind now is one of the bigger hurdles. I mean, the piece at the time sometimes seems really smaller and significant, but what I, the shift is, is in there somehow. But do you remember when, um, like, I remember complaining about making lunch, making lunches. And as when we got married, I made the mistake of promising to make my husband's lunch every day. And so he holds me to that. And there were I mean, if you're a mom that's ever been packing lunches, like I do three lunches a day, you're kind of like over it. And so I like kick myself for promising that or, you know, start to get a little bit over to the begrudging of having to do that or being held held to that. Um, but we had a conversation about why is it that I actually do make the lunch? Like, 
it makes me feel good to know that everybody that I love is being fed or that like, yes, of course he could make his own lunch. He probably won't, but uh, you know, packing lunch for everyone. And that it was just one of those things that was like, oh wait, I actually do do this because I want to do it. It makes me feel good to do it. And I hadn't recognized that that was why I've done it before. So I do even now like carry that with me too, as a, like, why, why am I doing this? Right. Kind of thing. And that kind of goes with the why am I saying this? Like, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I remember years ago, and, and this might have been the thing where you start to um, begrudge making lunches every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was sharing with someone, this was many years ago, because my daughter is, a, she's about to turn 24. So she's not little anymore. Still my girl, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying how I get up every morning when from the time she was little through high school and I made her a really good kick-ass breakfast every mm-hmm. morning and someone said can't you make it herself and I was like absolutely yeah. but this is mine I love doing it you know what making her a really good breakfast like I do omelets and fancy pancakes I just I luxuriated in it because it brought me joy right and when you're doing what brings you joy you feel good and then the energy that emanates from you is that good feeling. So I did have people look at me like I was nuts because I actually wanted to make my adult daughter breakfast. Right. Why not? Right. So maybe you heard someone say, I can't believe you're you're making, you know, lunches for your, your kids and your husband. <laughs> like, why are you doing yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. If it brings you joy, why not? Right. Right. Yeah. And if somebody else it doesn't bring them joy, fine. That's fine. That's fine too. Like I was like, yeah, this is, this is what was right. Felt good for me. So yeah. And he still, he still does hold me to it, by the way. We still (laughs) talk about the vows. Obey. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Love, honor, and make lunch. It was no well, obey. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, what are the other pieces? I get I'm just having a look at my list of, of the things that I had made up earlier. But um, my next piece was, and it kind of ties into that whole therapy part, like the therapy that I'd been to before had been about anxiety. I'd lost a business and was pretty devastated by that and had gone, you know, to kind of work on some of those feelings. One of the things that I got very clearly now is this, this thought about control. Like I, I would have recognized even then and even and now still that um, I like to have some sort of sense of control over situations that I was in or um, it was really hard to feel like I had a lack of control and that's where a lot of the anxiety came from for me. And then I really started to get on board with the philosophy that life unfolds the way that it is meant to. There are so many external things that we don't have control over and what we have control over is our reactions or our thoughts about it or you know what we kind of do with the information information we get. And ironically started to feel way more in control when I relinquished it. Uh, So I I found like that was a really one of the more interesting pieces, I think, because when you're living with anxiety, it's really hard to imagine not living with anxiety. Right? Yeah. And you had a different, you started to develop a different understanding of what anxiety was too. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess some of the things sometimes that would still happen, like I could still you know I'm like a 
fainting goat in some ways. And when that feeling kind of like comes and takes over, I would have identified that before as anxiety. And now I'm just like, Oh, give me a minute. I'm, I'm having a minute. So just, right. it's all right. I wouldn't, I don't get worked up about it. I just lay on the floor. But <laughs> <laughs> right. you're, you're in a very different place now. Now it's like, right. I remember, you know, early on. So when I'm working with clients, some of the things I say that is like, look, you have 10 minutes to stay in your own shit. That's it. Mm -hmm. Past that, you, you reach out to me, you send me an email, you give me a call. If I'm not available, I won't pick up. If I am, I'm going to pick up. I will be right. there for you. And there were times where you were, I'm going to use the language. You might like this seething <laughs> i would say vibrating before right. that's how i would have that's how i would have described that feeling before like yeah i'm right. um, vibrate <laughs> right and you were just like ready to just blow mm -hmm. and you send me an email sometimes i'd get an email and i'd read it and i'd be like yeah gotta call the <laughs> like, yeah. like hold the press you know yeah and i'd start talking with you and I, i'd be looking at the email and I, i'd go piece by piece mm -hmm. and i could and and this sounds and i don't mean this in derogatory way in any means and you'll understand this as i say this for me it's like diffusing a bomb right right you go to that first piece of let's call it anxiety mm -hmm. stress whatever word mm -hmm. it is for you tension i look at it and then I present different ways of considering different perspectives. And I always present a variety of different perspectives because I don't know which one is going to resonate with you. Yeah. And then that one, that one thing you start to like settle in your body. And then I go down to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, I don't have to peel you off the ceiling. You've already settled and you're sitting in your life. Right. Oh. And I, I feel like that, to like to the point about your email, like that kind of is the segue into the next thing, which was language and the use of language and what that represented as far as how I was feeling about something or what I was going to get more of. Or I know that there are times where sending an email is really great or having the conversation, of course, is really great because you pick up, I'm still working on picking up language that I'm using. And so being being really mad and like wanting to set everything on fire. And <laughs> I do though recognize at least um, the importance of the language, like just the words that I'm saying, what I'm putting out there. I'm tired, I'm sick, I'm angry. I'm, you know, those things are not as uttered as often as they would have been before. And when they are uttered, it's with the knowledge that I've said it in mind. <laughs> right, right. And you know, um, the, the, you know, we all hear thoughts become things. Yeah, well, right. pay yeah. attention to your words because you used to say all the time, I'm so tired and my husband is so tired. We're tired. And I said, mm -hmm. okay, but what if you weren't tired? Well, I am tired. Right. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's take the word tired and just, right. just it. let's let, let's bench it for a bit. And yeah. it was like starting to consider what else could you say? I've had a really busy day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm tired. Right. And then right. things started to shift for you. Yeah. For actually for my husband, and I both, it was kind of like we made it this, this thing to not say anymore. I'm tired and not necessarily need to replace it with anything either. But I, I mean, not to speak for him, but I would say that we both noticed a difference in that for sure. I, yeah. And not actually being tired. 
Well, there were many times where we'd start our conversation and you would talk about being tired. Mm-hmm. And then as you started to make the shift, you no longer even talk about tired. It was like, mm-hmm. what was there for you? What were the challenges that were there for you? What what did you need to, you know, take a deeper dive in? What did you need to reconsider? Tired was no longer there for you. Right. Now, there were times where you said you were exhausted. Mm-hmm. Exhausted is mm-hmm. um, you're going to different um, markets on the weekends uh, mm-hmm. you're doing your beeswax wraps you're doing your um your pads you're doing all these other things for your business like your go 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 right and then it's like fatigue just washes over the body that's a whole different thing right. and you recognize it differently as well too i do yeah and i i don't feel like it's a bad thing to say i'm tired but i mean i just really mean again i say what i mean I really mean it i'm tired i'm going to bed i'm not just whining about being tired very <laughs> important right. to, to be clear on that <laughs> right i'm not whining anymore right <laughs> my voice cracks <laughs> And and here's the interesting thing. We're joking about the language of whining. Mm. And in the beginning, for me, it wasn't that you were whining. It's that you weren't recognizing how powerful your words were. Right. So you repeated them. And we we look at our society and we use the language, oh, quit your whining, quit Mm. your bitching. Mm -hmm. And what's the energy you put out as you're going, meh. Right. Same friggin' energy, right? Yeah. So you, you have to always be considering how do you want to feel? How yeah. Do you want to feel? Yeah. Like you go back to something really basic is how do you want to feel? Right. So yeah. no longer yeah. tired. Yeah, no longer tired. That's right. I had nothing above the regular like mom of two kids and business and all that other Christmas coming and that kind of stuff. <laughs> no excessive tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the other, I, it's it's fine. One of the other, there are just so many things like they pop up as I, even as I think of the things that I've already written down. But I want to talk about my be present sticky notes. <laughs> that was one of the things, um, being a mom and a business owner, um, I really felt like I struggled with being present uh, in the moment of where I was. Like if I was working, I was thinking about the kids. And if I was with the kids, I was thinking about work. And um, I did see that that was, you know, not serving anybody to the, the potential, not serving myself to the potential of enjoying and being present in what I was doing. And one of the things that you had suggested was um, little sticky notes that I stuck. I remember one being on the inside of the, the cupboard where we kept our plates, and it was on a little pink heart, and it just said, be present. And there were a few around the house. And um I remember being really pissed off about them. Like I would see it there and it would make me cranky and I almost didn't keep them up because they just really irritated me. And and then you had said that, that, that agitation though, is how you know that you need it. Right. (laughs) Right. And it wasn't until you'd said that, like the sticky notes were there and I was thinking about it and whatever it, there it was. But then it was like, if they annoy you, you need it. And that's when it, the flip kind of happened. So I, I was even like going through the the process, but it still took that other piece to push me over. <laughs> right. Over the edge of knowing. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things, you know, well, the power of the sticky note, there is yeah. nothing more powerful than your sticky note. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Right. And 
here's the thing when any agitation is going on in your body it, it's there because you're being pulled out of alignment you're mm-hmm. you're doing something you don't want to do like mm-hmm. you're conscious maybe i don't know <laughs> right <laughs> who knows <laughs> maybe <laughs> Or, or you're, or just to play here. It's like your husband says, you got to take the dog for a walk. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, I've got to make the lunches. I've got to clean up. I've got to get ready for the market. And you get this agitation. Mm -hmm. And in the moment of that agitation, you know, you're not being present to yourself. Right. Because if you're present to yourself, the way that scenario looks is you look at your husband and you might say, you know what, I need to get the lunches made and clean up because I'm heading to the the market in about a half hour. Could you take the dog out? Mm -hmm. Right. So you you're more apt to come up with a solution for the challenge that's in front of you if you're present to yourself. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, sticky notes. Yeah, I know. Look, I, I, I say this lovingly. I pissed you off a lot. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I would always call it like my, my loving ass kicking. It was, right. I can, <laughs> can say that. Yeah, it was. I, and to be honest too, there were a lot of times where I did not want to get on a call because I knew I was going to have to change and get out of the shit bubble that I was sitting in. Right. And you know, face something. And I did start to realize like those times when I really don't want to are the times that I needed to the most. Right. Um, and, you know, and and that's not an easy thing to do. Although it is easier to be um, out of the shit bubble. So. Right. But right. When we're in the shit bubble and we know the shit bubble. We want to stay with what we know. That's right. That's because right. We- we know why we're in the shit bubble and we're right to be in it. And we have a good <laughs> Right. And, and there were, were days where we we'd get on a call and you were like very adamant that you were yeah. right. And right. just for your, your feelings. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. And, and what if? <laughs> right. Or. <laughs> or. And, yeah, mostly and and yeah. <laughs> right. it's right. like improv, <laughs> right? Exactly. And and here's the thing about that, you know, when you said it's like improv, that's what life is because mm. you're going along merrily down your path, and then something lands on you're like, okay, this is improv <laughs> because you're <laughs> right there, and if you're present to yourself, you're able to look at and go like, okay, what do I do with this? And in that moment, you can see beyond what you can do with whatever that is. Mm. It is improv. So I'm glad right. I'm glad to use that word. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so improv, yeah. What, what do I need to do? What can I do? Yeah, it is. It is improv. And then, and just to circle back kind of like to the be present, um, I did start to notice when I got better at being present. I remember driving home one day from a market. Um, it was like a beautiful, sunny, uh, sunny day. And between my house and the market, there are like three or four beaches, just nice sandy beaches that we frequent often. And it was a beautiful day and my windows were all down and um, every beach was packed and you had to like slow down for the traffic on both sides of the road. And and I just got, I, I got this overwhelming sense of happiness. And I, I was like, wow, it's so, like, everything is so nice today. Look at all the people enjoying the beach. And, you know, maybe that's where the kids and I will go when I get home. It was fairly early in the day. And 
I just remember having this overwhelming sense of feeling so great. And I felt like I was like, oh my God, this is like what joy feels like. Right. Like who would have thought that, you know, you talk about joy all the time. Like I feel joy, of course I'm happy, but it wasn't until it was like, oh wow, I'm really overwhelmed by gratitude or, you know, just enjoying the day so much that, um, yeah, here's, here's the joy. And I just remember being really overwhelmed and overcome by how great that felt and um, being grateful for being present enough, you know, not worrying about the cars parked on the side of the road, taking up the space or whatever. I was just enjoying being present. Now, as you said that, step back a moment and think about how it would have been before. Mm, Right. Parked on the side of the road. Yeah. You coming home from a market. Yeah. You have working and all these people are on the beach having fun. Right. <laughs> and the cars are parked on this side of the road. Right. Do you remember right. how, how that would have could have looked before for you? Would it have been joy? Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't have. Um, I, I don't know that I ever like begrudged anyone else the beach, although maybe I don't know. But I mm-hmm. definitely would not have been like you know, maybe I would have been kind of like jealous or Mm. um, definitely irritated by cars on the road. Gosh, throw a cyclist in there and it would have been all (laughs) right. (laughs) Right. Um, Not not rage, but definitely not joy either. Like, you know, when you're present in that and feeling good, it's like, I don't mind slowing down and letting the car pass so that I can go or whatever. Like it's right. Yeah. And it's funny how we become aware of one little thing that shifts everything for us. Mm -hmm. And last night I was driving my sister back home from an appointment and you're on the highway and you're going 80 kilometers. Like, I don't know what that is in miles, but (laughs) I'm just going to say you're going pretty fast. Okay. And down the hill, I'm looking and I see the shadow and I start to slow down and I look and I can see a deer. Mm. Now, because it was it was later at night, I suddenly when I saw that deer, I just slowed down and I slowed down the rest of the way home. Mm. Right. Because once you become aware of something, you, you get to a point in your life where you can't unknow it and you can no longer not see what you saw. And, you know, the if I hit a deer, I mean, don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever done this? You're driving and you see a bird swoop in front of you and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. All the time. I remember talking to you about that before. Like there was a time where it was like, I feel like this is every time I leave in the car, the birds are in a kamikaze mission. Like, what am I supposed to understand from this? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Paying attention and what are the things that start to shift your perspective, your reality? What are those things? Because right. sometimes when we're so caught up in everything that's going on around us and we're in a hurry, we don't mm. slow down. Right. We see the deer, we slow down for the moment, deer passes, we pick up speed and we accelerate again. Right. That's yeah. how a lot of us live our life. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like that. I like that it's brought up about potentially hitting something because it reminds me of the raccoon that I hit a couple years ago. (laughs) Poor fella. We had a conversation about that raccoon and I remember describing him to you like he I I mean I thought the thing was huge and uh, I had the kids in the car and it was dark and we were on the 100 series highway and um, the little fella went wandering across the two lane highway 
And I moved over to the outside a little bit thinking, okay, if he goes that way, I can just, you know, we're doing 110 and I'm just going to go over this way to give him a little bit of room. And then he doubled back and he started to, he, you know, he, he stopped trusting the way he was going and right. he doubled back. And with two kids in the car, the only thing that I could do, and you know, there was traffic behind me and yeah. I had to hit him. I couldn't avoid yeah. him um, without potentially, you know, putting us into the ditch. Right. But I remember the conversation about that and some of the, I love it when we talk about metaphors and for me, animals are ones that I pay a lot of attention to. Right. But we talked about the the energy and set, what a powerful energy it is to, to hit something like that, like just, you know, a major event, but also the doubling back, like he, he doubled back. And I kind of thought about that a lot and how it might, like, why is it that I noticed that part about it why would I describe him as having done that or you know and what does that mean for me right and uh yeah oh I should I should write that one down I'm gonna write that one down Absolutely. I like my list <laughs> so, so what, while you're writing so yes what I what I got you to do when you because you use that language of you know he, he'd start to double back mm-hmm. and start to doubt himself and I said to you where are you doubting yourself and where do you kind of double back it's like we trace your steps and then do it again and then you doubt yourself and you go back again and where is that happening in your life because as a metaphor that message is for you no one else may have noticed it Mm -hmm. and no one else if, if someone did notice it they may not have described it that way right so this is this is the power of your words. And yes. what are they telling you? Because everything in this energy and information, the energy of the raccoon has certain traits attached to it. And I'm just kind of looking. I know I went home and looked at my book. I know mine is downstairs, but right. I did. I'm looking to see where my animal speaks is. And it's, um, it's a book about uh, the energies and the spirit of each animal. And it tells you, if raccoon, for example, shows up in your life, pay attention to these energies. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, it's about what are you noticing? It's not about what I tell you. I don't tell you what to do. It's right. more about what am I hearing that you're not recognizing that will serve you in your life to expand it, to shift it in a way that's meaningful. Right. So doubling back, the language of that is, is important to pay attention to. The doubt, yeah. that word, boom. Yeah, doubting yourself, right? Yeah, or not? Yeah, like it was like he stopped trusting his decision to get over there, and it, you know, yeah, yeah. So metaphors are fun. Yes, they are, and it was a really big energy because it like tore the front end off of the car. Like it was a, it was a good. Yeah, it was a good. And you know, before we we go any further with that, the power of the message that is so Mm. important for you. If you hit an animal. I, for me, it's like, I want you to consider, and I shared this with you and anyone listening, I want you to consider that that animal has put itself on your path in Mm -hmm. your way to give you a message. So if everything is energy and information, you need to pay attention to something like that. Mm-hmm. And I hit a Bambi oh, one day, uh, one evening. And this was, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to say 10 years ago. And I was just mortified. I felt just so sick. And then it was like, okay. And when I say I felt sick, because I said, it's that thing, I'm tired. I felt mm-hmm. sick 
I got mm. home and I sat down and I felt nauseous and I was lightheaded. And then I thought, wait a minute, reconnected to myself. And it was like, what was the message? What was so important for this deer to come in front of me? What do mm. I need to pay attention to? Mm-hmm. And I read the animal speaks and I got the message and it was like, there it is. I don't remember what it is now, but it was right. like, that the connection was so strong. I was like, okay, well, I can't deny that. This is where I need to shift in my life, right? right? So if we're looking at things outside of us and using them as an opportunity to connect with what we're not recognizing that's going on inside of us, when we make that connection, everything shifts. Right. So Right. And I know that some people do say too, like, oh, you know, that it's, it's everybody sees deer or everybody, you know, saw that eagle that flew by or whatever, like trying to maybe diminish or not, not believe, or, you know, having a hard time understanding. Um, Not everybody did hit that raccoon or hit that deer or like, uh, you know, saw that eagle flying by. Not everybody did. I did right now. There's something for me here. And yes, there's animals every day, of course. And, but but yeah, there's animals every day, you know. Right. Yeah. They're, they're all around us. And the yeah. importance and the significance is about what are the what are we picking up on? You know, how many yeah. people see a blue jay and go like, oh, look at the blue jays. Me, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, yeah. What do I need to pay attention to? It's like, yeah, uh, today I was uh, out at the beach. Well, it's not, honestly, it's not a beach. It's a lookoff point. And there were, I'm not sure if they're starlings. I'm not sure what kind of bird they are, but I need to find out because <laughs> I right. the camera and I took a picture of them and it was so crystal clear. And I was like, oh, I didn't look that up yet. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> was but right so for me it's like there is there is something in there that I need to pay attention to in my life I'm not recognizing I'm totally oblivious to it so the bird arrives this specific bird arrives and he says hello Amy I got a message for you (laughs) right he doesn't say that (laughs) however that's what it is it's starting to pay attention right that's right yeah and i do actually i hit a deer once and we had a conversation about it and it wasn't like i swerved and just clipped him on the back end and when i went home and looked up more of what that was about it was about um like a kindness and gentleness to yourself allowing Mm -hmm. yourself that giving yourself that kind of kindness i think that was one of the things i'm pretty sure because i i you know hitting something is a significant thing that you remember. Right. And so, yeah, I remember looking that up. Apparently that was more important at the, than the raccoon. <laughs> I don't remember what that one was. <laughs> well, it, it, and it's, it, it's different experiences at different times and different messages. Mm. There's going to be some that are just like, and, that just shake you to the core. Mm, and it doesn't right. mean that they're not significant. It means that it, it, a raccoon could have been such a strong energy that it actually becomes the foundation of everything you you build upon after. Right. So sometimes right. you don't recognize it anymore. Yeah. The beauty of it is you still remember the raccoon. I do. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> we all poor kids. We all remember that right. raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, it's funny. I feel like all these things like segue into my list almost exactly as I've written it. <laughs> um, because my next one was understanding the gifts 
that you get and where all of these difficult things or challenges or, you know, unexpected detours, you know, they feel like hard things like, oh, it's so, so shitty that this is happening or I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I remember saying that to you as well. But now being able to recognize these things as gifts that I'm going to learn something from and I will continue to receive until I get out of it what I'm supposed to get out of it right yeah it's yeah. going to keep coming at you while <laughs> maybe you're... not in the same way yeah <laughs> right it's going to shift but it's like until you get the message until you get that learning piece because look we're all here on purpose and with purpose and right. when we get messages and we're ignoring them or denying ourselves our truth which a lot of us don't recognize that we deny ourselves our truth until you get the message and you connect to your truth and make the shift mm. you will keep getting messages in some way shape or form right right for sure and it's all a gift it's an absolute gift the, the chaos <sighs> the drama all of it is um right you know, <laughs> gift a gift something i wrote down earlier when you were talking about you know okay Actually, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I can't be specific as to what, I can't remember what you were talking about. But what I wrote down was when you're, when you're um, disconnected, oh yes, it's about being present. Okay. When you're disconnected from yourself, life can feel so stressful and chaotic. Mm. And you recognize that as a sign, as you know, as you not being connected to yourself, this is when you can take a step back and, and pause. And for me, it's like I, I share with people like, go make yourself a tea or, or a coffee or go outside. I'm a big, a big fan of stepping outside and connecting in nature because there's growth all around you. And hello, it's all grounded. Right. <laughs> the grass, the trees, all of it is grounded. So when you go outside, you can quickly and effortlessly shift the energy within you. Because when you go outside, you're, you're, you're organic, you're just like everything else that is out there in nature. So it's like you, you um, I almost want to use the languages of you harmonize, mm, right? Yeah. You're you've got this energy that's just like driving you and you're you're shaking and you go outside side and you take a breath of air and then you see a bird fly by or there's a bit of a breeze and you feel it right so you read right. to yourself and it's an easy way so any time that you're feeling like life has just gave you a punch in the stomach you know mm -hmm. you can't even breathe whenever you feel like that or the chaos and the drama that that is going on around you take a step outside take a step outside same thing with that same way but different um, making a tea you take a sip of tea i'll take a sip now <laughs> And you can't help but be connected when you take a sip of something because what happens is you feel it in your mouth, you feel it going down your throat, and you feel it warm your, your body. Mm. You, you can't be outside of your body when that's happening. Mm. So there are simple ways to, to get present to yourself if you're feeling out of sync. Right. Yes. Yes. So. For sure. I'm getting down here to the bottom of my list, which makes me a little sad, but... <laughs> My favorite, and maybe I, I'm going to guess and say that this might be your favorite. Um, and if there's there's anyone that joined us at a retreat, they might remember. Um, but we went to a retreat and on the very first night we had, I don't know, a task or like some some homework or beginning work, I guess. Yep. Pre pre retreat homework, and what we had to write about an experience um, that you know made us feel one of the the lower negative vibrations, blame, shame, guilt, right? 
for right. those folks. And, and it was them. right. And That's it was right. about an experience that you felt bad about, about yourself. Right. That's right. right. And it wasn't about how someone else made you feel. It was about something you did. Right. That you felt it was still hanging on to you. Yeah. And so I, I wrote mine. And, you know, we had a few steps to do with it before all um, coming together again at the fire pit at the retreat, um, beautiful fire pit on the beach, starry night. I remember shooting stars. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, how many of us were there? Maybe 10 of us? There were eight, there? Eight, I think eight or 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we all had our, our letters in an envelope and, um, you know, the, the deal was we were going to let that go and just kind of like toss it in the fire and, you know, get from that kind of like moving on from it, letting go of it. And uh, I was really bracing against letting go of it. Actually, even before we showed up, I almost cheated and took a picture of what I wrote. Um, and I remember saying at the fire pit, this is mine, though. I didn't want to let it go because it was mine. I don't know. I don't know what it was. There was just something about that experience. Like even though I felt negatively about it or it weighed heavy on me, if whenever it popped into my mind out of nowhere, um, I still didn't want to toss it in the fire. It belonged to me. And I guess maybe I, it was kind of like a, a badge or maybe kind of like this. Like I don't want to say like a martyr, but it was some. It was a building block of who I was in my mind. Like that's what I thought. Like right part of who I am. No wonder you didn't want to let go. Of I know, right? <laughs> so finally, I'm pretty sure I was like last or one of the last ones. Yeah. And everybody flew through in their envelope and they all like went up in flames and we paid attention to how they burnt. Um, yeah. And, you know, people who seemed really ready to let go of theirs, um, like burst on fire as if it was soaked in gasoline first yeah. for some. And some of them, like they landed in the fire and it's like the whole envelope would just like whoosh. Right. Gone. Gone. Um, you were ready. <laughs> right. Right. So I reluctantly tossed mine into the fire and it avoided the fire. It like went off to like the side of the fire pit. Um, it wasn't. Do you remember yeah. it when you threw it in? Okay. So yeah, it, it avoided the fire. It stuck in the brick. <laughs> Yeah, it was like right. Like, it was like it's like, like against the wall. <laughs> it's like here it is. It's like nope, not yeah. going near the fire. I'm I'm holding out here. Yeah, right. yeah. And we were poking it with sticks and you know trying to think, trying to get it to go in the fire. Right. And then at one point, it's like I just reached in and I grabbed it. <laughs> Stuck your hand in the fire. You. Yeah. Yeah, I had to do it again. <laughs> and then what happened? Like, and then it went in and it it burned super slow. Well. No, the second time, do you remember it kind of floated to the bottom, but kind of went to the side? Yeah. Oh, was like, it three? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Times. Yeah. Wow. And I was laughing because I was like, and I said to everyone, I was like, clearly she's not ready to let go. Right. And then, then it was kind of became fun because yeah. I, I remember everyone was worried about, you know, I just reached in and I grabbed it again and I right. handed it to you. And then the third time. And then the third time it burned slow. It it went into the fire. It did not want to burn. It was as excited about burning as I was about putting it in there. And it was it was cool because it did open up this you know, the, the discussion about, you know, how ready or unready I was. It, like, it was really interesting that it behaved in the way that I was feeling too. Right. Yeah. It really was. And that, that is that thing, you know, when I, you, the energy that you emanate. 
<laughs> like it was that energy was attached to that envelope. And, yeah. you know, I remember on the third <clears throat> attempt when it went, <laughs> I remember we all laughed because, and you did too, because yep. like, here's the envelope and it just catches on fire just a little bit on the edge. Yeah. And we all stood there watching it. And it was like, <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it was it was that slow and right. hesitancy, reluctancy, whatever you want to call it. It was there. That energy was there and it took a long time. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is that I don't remember what was in that envelope anymore so I did actually let it burn <laughs> right yeah I remember the next morning in the retreat when I did a check-in with everyone mm -hmm. <laughs> I can still I can still see you were sitting like when I was facing the group you were on the left hand side you were like <laughs> no, still not doing it <laughs> right yeah right <laughs> okay well okay let's explore that yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, so I I feel like I that was probably pretty par for the course back then. Maybe not as much at that time, but you know it was a pretty pretty solid knowledge that that would be something that would normally I would normally do. Hang on, like I don't know. I had these in the beginning. I had these fears of go, you know, doing the be learning with you and losing who I was. And so holding on to things like that, because that was the understanding of who I was to me. Um, but it, it's actually not like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's that thing, um, you know, when you're kids and you're really adamant and it's like, you can't boss me. Right. <laughs> oh, that's my, that, yeah. Right. <laughs> you can't boss me. Mm -hmm. You can't mm -hmm. change me. Mm -mm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't um and, and my my aim is to never to never change you. It's to help you clear your path so you reconnect. Right. Yeah. It's about I feel more now like it's like I'm being more of who I actually am when I don't have all that other shit weighing me down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. lighter when you you don't have anything weighing you down, right? Literally. Yeah it's 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 lighter yeah and I actually do just in private the very few things that I do write down <laughs> I actually still use that process because it was such a eye-opener for me um so yeah when there's something that's really weighing heavy on my mind or I've thought like something it could be even something that I did when I was a teenager and you know pops in and plays on repeat every once in a while I, I do bring myself to often write that down and then do the the steps that are involved in letting it go and then burning it right in the fireplace yeah and you know it's um you know call it a ritual if you wish but it's such a a powerful thing to do because when you you're writing and you're putting that energy into it a lot of time you're feeling it now right. I did this, um, I want to say maybe a year and a half, two years ago, I, I wrote like, oh gosh, look, I, I just felt like, okay, I, I need to, I need to shut all this shit, you know? <laughs> and I think I wrote three or four pages, pages. Mm. I wrote down all of those things that still pop into my mind that are still there. And I'm like, 
I've got to be done with you. Mm. And as I'm sitting here, I'm like, what are some of the things I wrote down? And I'm like, well, obviously it worked because I don't remember, <laughs> right. I don't remember anything specific. And I went outside, went outside late at night and I sat on the edge of the driveway. There's a, you know, our driveways here and then there's a drop off to the back lawn. So I sat on mm -hmm. the edge of the driveway and um, I sat there and I flicked my bick. <laughs> And and I held the papers and I, I let them I let them burn. Hmm. When I came in, I felt literally lighter. It's like you can breathe, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it's a great it's a great thing to do because then uh, it's the power of the energy writing. Uh, you said something said something earlier about writing, and it was that when you write it, it's like you can't pretend it's not real. Right. That's right. There's evidence. That's how I think of it. Like I'm, I'm right. suspicious of writing things down. <laughs> right. And I do know where that comes from, by the way, there's an incident I'll tell you on Monday. Monday. One thing pops into my mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was about something. Writing things down. What was that? It was about the writing of thing, writing, being suspicious with writing. Evidence. Oh, no yeah. evidence. What about evidence about being suspicious? I'm suspicious of writing it down because it is evidence. Yeah. <laughs> you have to write that down. That's hilarious. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a big writer. I write everything. I, I write, yeah. honestly, it's like if I can't find a notebook near me, which is really rare, I'll write mm -hmm. on it envelope i'll write on a uh, you know receipt i'll write mm -hmm. on anything i can yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what else do you got or is that it for now i have one more one right. more major thing that i learned and i think that i don't know maybe this was one of the stronger views i held and that was that every everything was like black or it was white yeah. it was it was it was this or it was definitely not. It was not, there was no gray area. I had a really hard time with imagining that there could be a place where um, this and this were both true. They're not the same. They may be even opposing, um, but yeah, they both fit. Um, and I, I, that's, that's one of the, the bigger things like, yes, opposing, like, you know, if you're having a, a disagreement with someone, um, it's a lot easier now for me even to have that a kind of discussion or disagreement with somebody because I don't automatically now think that they're wrong. Well, I mean, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I do. I'm like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> I know, right. I'm not a vibrating pillar of white light yet, but I'm you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this whole idea of gray area, like I, I was, I was, I would probably maybe even say that was probably one of my firmer um, stances. Not that everything had to be black or white, but once I made my mind up about something, everybody else who didn't agree was incorrect. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's really, I really do like this ability now to know that I'm right and they're right. Because in my view, and based on what I feel about it, I'm right and somebody else might feel a different way and to them they're right too and so right. that me being right doesn't mean somebody else has to be wrong exactly yeah right and yeah. you know it's funny you know this this thing about you know black and white yes or no i was so that and yeah. years ago i remember <laughs> i was doing i was organizing something at the at the 
I, I worked at a bank for 15 years and I was organizing something and uh, the manager calls me in and he's saying like, no, well, people, <laughs> people don't really agree. Some people would rather do this or that. And I'd be like, who? <laughs> like, well, why? Right. Like, well, you know, it, it doesn't matter, but not everyone's like, <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to say this. Uh, this is who I was, though. I want to know this is who I was. I was like, yeah. well, what, what's so complicated? Right. It's black or white or yes or no. Mm -hmm. What's the issue? Right. <laughs> right. What? What? Right. It's like, <laughs> are they not listening? What's happening? It's like, what do they not get? Right. Oh, it's so friggin' clear. Yeah. And I, uh, I think that will be one of my favorite moments to share with people because I, I was very clear. <laughs> now here's, here's the thing about this edgy <clears throat> clarity I had. I wasn't happy. Mm. I wasn't happy. I thought I was. I thought right. I was. Yeah. But I really, I really wasn't. And, and now I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's a message of the bird. It's like, oh, it's cloudy out or it's foggy. Oh, I'm going to get my car. I'm going to go and take pictures. Right? Yeah. This is who I am now. And it's uh, it's not yes or no. It's not black or white. It's like, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that too. Oh, right. So if anyone says you can't have it all, it's just because they haven't tried. Right, <laughs> right. right. Or, you know, what's funny about that phrase of have it all, like you're, you're, I don't know, when I think of that now, it just pops into my mind, like, I don't want it all. I want, I want these things that are for me. I don't want everybody else's things. Right. That's the all. Yeah. And, and that's perspective, right? Yeah. I so suppose. If, yeah. I, if I expand on, I can have all of the things that I desire. Right. And it doesn't mean that they're physical things. It can yeah. be, you know, look, um, this is this is uh, this is something I'm sure I've shared with you. Uh, this was years ago. My husband was doing a um, what is it? A multi-level marketing thing, mm -hmm. and he was reading leadership books. God bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting in the living room. We're, we're sitting in the living room one morning, and um, I'm sipping my coffee. He's reading his book, and he lifts his head up and he says over the book. If you want to be truly successful, this is what you need to do. And I'm like, <laughs> mm hmm. And he starts reading from the freaking book. <laughs> and then he's done. And he's like, proud of himself. And he so gets it. <laughs> he's like, well, and I said, hmm. I got up, I stood up, I could still a white terry robe I was wearing. It was like really soft and had peach satin ribbon on it. <laughs> How queer I was. And I got up and I held my coffee cup in my hand and I turned towards the dining room to go into the kitchen. And I looked over my shoulder at him and I said, I have a news flash for you. <laughs> I'm already successful. <laughs> See, success for me is I wake up in the morning. And I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And when I go to bed at night and I know that I haven't hurt anyone purposefully and I'm still happy, I haven't hurt anybody, they haven't hurt me, then I'm a success. Mm -hmm. So I'm already a success. And I don't totally agree with what you read. And I went to the kitchen. And I wasn't angry. It was just right. like, this is a matter of fact or a matter of my truth. This is what success is for me. And it still is to this day. Yeah, you can't. For me, um, success is a matter of measurement of the joy you feel when you get up in the morning and the joy you feel when you put your head on the pillow at night. 
-hmm. That's success. Mm -hmm. And when you're successful like that, when you're doing what brings you joy, everything aligns with you. Right. So, so yeah, you don't have to make anyone else wrong. You just have to be clear on what your truth is. And now where I am, okay, that was this that was a few years ago. And now where I am, I know my truth, and I don't even have to uh, justify or clarify it for you. Like I'm like, right. I'm just like, mm -hmm. right, great, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, and then I just do what I got to do. You can't be wrong from your perspective. And so a, a quote I wrote years ago, and I'm always writing quotes. I love writing quotes. And <laughs> it's that when you give up the need to be right, you always will be. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the control thing. Right. Like, yeah. Giving it up. Right. And, and you let it go and you, um, you just let it go. You know, uh, yesterday, last night, late last night, I did a Facebook live and, um, you know, letting it go. One of the things I was sharing was if I witness someone doing something that makes me kind of scratch my head, like, what the hell are they doing? Why would they do that? <laughs> I stop and I go, ah, you know, I, I'm sending you sunshine on your path. <laughs> you know? right and and i say something like that and it, it might sound goofy and that's exactly why i say that you know i right. send you sunshine on your path because <laughs> it's like why do you need sunshine <laughs> what happens is as i say that i chuckle i feel the laughter on the inside and then all of a sudden it doesn't matter hmm. what someone else is doing doesn't matter right. so um teresa was on last night she's she was on here to, again to, tonight she might be still on sometimes um facebook doesn't show who's there i like to click on the the, the stream yard right. so uh she was there and she was like oh my gosh i'm going to do that i'm so going to do that and it, it is that you know you see someone someone cuts you off when you're driving in traffic and you go mm, i'm sending sunshine your way right <laughs> Because the alternative is to say something negative and then right. feel that energy. And then what happens is someone else cuts you off. You have to slam on your brakes. Like it, it just stays, right? So right. send sunshine on someone's path. And uh, what happens is the rays will be on yours. Right. Yes. So. <laughs> There's All a right. quote to write down. <laughs> that's why I bring on everything. Like, oh, that's really good. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> right. So, yeah. are you going to be joining me next Wednesday night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Be that fun. Be cool. This is really fun. Well, <laughs> I enjoyed it, and I'm sure people that will listen later um, will enjoy it as well because it's mm. it's fun and. You know, as I say, it's fun. That let, let's bust the myth right away that uh, making changes in your life is hard. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Right. Although there were times when you came into my office, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not buying what you got. Uh, yeah, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I actually I remember plain as day saying that, and you're like, well, I'm not selling anything. So yeah, cool. Cool. We're good. Right. We're good here, you know? <laughs> week after week after week. <laughs> and I broke the code. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's funny too because I would have beforehand, like showing up then, considered myself to be like really a positive person or open-minded person. Or right. um, I maybe what I was picking up on was the potential to be those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's funny because there's women that uh, I've worked with that really 
Facebook. I love you all. <laughs> and, and, and I say this and I laugh because I thought, <laughs> oh, I thought I was a positive person. Little Miss Black and White, yes or no? Yeah. I, don't yep. think I, yeah. I thought I was positive. I didn't think I was like a total asshat. <laughs> um, I thought I was. I thought I was fairly positive and optimistic. And mm -hmm. now I thought I'm like, oh yeah, no, I was not that. Right. But it, it was, um, you were so adamant Yeah. that no. Yeah. Not and the, the funny thing was too, sorry to interrupt you. The funny thing was too, is that people would have described me that way. And I, and I was outwardly what was happening on the inside um was was different and it took me a long time to realize like oh maybe i don't maybe i'm not as positive as i think or everyone else thinks i am you know here's the, here's the interesting thing is you know when we're stuck in our own shit mm -hmm. our own stories and our friends are stuck in their own shit and their stories mm -hmm. and we get together yeah we have a great conversation. We really feel great about our stories. That's right. Right. So the energy and vibration is similar. So we think we're happy. Mm -hmm. We think this is good. Right. So you've got someone going like, hmm. Mm. Well, <laughs> pull, that, pull that sweater thread. <laughs> right? like, let, let me just unravel <laughs> this a little bit. Just a bit. You can right. still hold on to it, but let, let's unravel it just a bit. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look at who you are now. Now, here's the thing. You have been a lovely person since the day you walked into my office. And, and that was it. Mm -hmm. I could see that. That you weren't being that mm. was irrelevant to me. I could see it. Mm. Right? I could see it. And I could see it in you because I looked back. <laughs> I could look back at myself. Well, I guess no black or white. You know? And I look at where I am now. So I can see you. I could see it as clear as day. Mm. And I look at, you know, who you are now. And I, I'm, I marvel in watching who, who you're becoming more and more every day. Mm. And, you know, and, and I look back. Okay, so how long have you had body honor? Uh, body honor? Yes, body honor. I'm going to say uh, it's been over two years now. Right? It's yeah. hard to imagine that. It's well, been over two years that it's been called body honor. Yes. Right. <laughs> Right. Mm -hmm. I still can see us in the coffee shop where I'm, I'm like, hmm, so it's about two and a half years ago, maybe three. <laughs> and I'm to you, where do you see your business? And you're like, oh, yeah, you, you were really clear it was going to be a big business. And it's mm -hmm. like, hmm, you might want to consider shifting your name. No. No. <laughs> no that's not happening. Right. I like it. And I'm like, yeah, hmm, this just doesn't feel like a million dollar business name. <laughs> right. Right. And yet you were very clear. And now you have this incredible business. Yeah. You changed the business name to Body Honor. Yeah. And things have really shifted for you since. They have. Well, I got a I, part of that too. Like I got a, I did think about the energy that the previous name um, kind of brought. Although I do remember that day in the coffee shop, I like you mentioned it a couple of times and I was like, I don't want to hear you say that again. <laughs> like, I'm over it. <laughs> you not changing it. <laughs> I'm, yeah. uh, I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Just let me know. Like, mm. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just was, it was like the name before was like cute and kind of cheeky. And 
Mm. Thinking about the words that mm. described the name was not the words that I wanted to describe the business. Like, yeek, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, I didn't want a cute and cheeky business. Right. You know, I wanted a strong, meaningful business. And that's right. Yeah. How I became open. I didn't come up with the name on my own, actually. A customer, um, while I was at a market one day, said, wow, what a wonderful way to honor your body. And it was like being struck by lightning when she said that. And, uh, you know, I credit that to just being open to the idea. And we had tossed around, my mom was helping me with my business at the time, and we were working on it together. And we tossed around some ideas and, you know, not really finding something that we loved the same, but just being open to hearing. I mean, we had, you know, 50 customers that day. <laughs> and that one said something that, right. Yeah. And, you know, and that is that, that is that gift. That is that message. This one person comes out and says, Oh, what a great way to honor your body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're like, huh. and, and I'm going to, um, you know, picking up on your language, struck, being struck by lightning. Hmm. I'm like, ah. <laughs> right. it was like everything in the lottery, like, maybe. <laughs> everything lit up. Right. I saw I saw things differently and I was like, wow, it's, it, how about we call it a light bulb moment? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's funny. I consider that to be like this positive, like, oh, like you're lucky enough to be struck by lightning. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I'll have to think about that one a little bit more. Well, later. yeah, yeah. You might want to reconsider <laughs> being struck by lightning. And stuff. <sighs> I just don't think that's a, a positive thing. Right. However, no, that's just me. Right. However, and for the record, universe. <laughs> I do not want to be struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna take that back. Like, mm, mm. now I didn't say that, right? Right. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm going to invite you to think about what you want to talk about next week. You get back to me, and then I'll let people. Yeah. Know. Okay. Sounds okay. fun. And I think that I need to share this. This is a great mm -hmm. conversation. And here's the thing, you know. When I say I'm not about the fluff and bullshit of life, I'm really not. And mm. this was a very uh, candid conversation and it has been fun and an absolute pleasure and yeah. still pleasure working with you and, <laughs> uh, and having you in my life. Oh, thank you. Me too. <laughs> it's, uh, it's never a dull moment. It's always fun. Yeah. Therefore, we are successful. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you, Shannon, for being here with me. And uh, we're going to be back next week at the same time uh, next Wednesday. We'll stick with Wednesday. Is that going to sure. work? Okay. Yep. So seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And who knows what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be good because, you know, <laughs> husband she's got kids she's got a dog she goes to markets like the possibilities are endless so, yep and That's right. we all know that um she's going to have more light bulb moments and not be struck by lightning yeah yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> maybe we'll discover and divulge what it is the reason why yes, i don't like to write yes. things down <laughs> maybe maybe right right yeah, I've, got that, I've got that written down so yeah I, yeah for yeah. Months, so. all right everyone cute hugs. have a wonderful evening and again thank you for joining me shannon thank you all right have a great night you too